Thank you for listening to Everything's Messy podcast. We appreciate your interest in health and wellness. However, it is important to note that the content provided in this podcast is for informational and entertainment purposes only. The information shared here is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. The hosts and guests featured on Everything's Messy podcast are not licensed healthcare professionals, and the discussions within the episode should not be considered as personalized medical guidance. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have heard on this podcast. If you have a medical emergency, call your doctor or 911 immediately. Reliance on any information provided by Everything's Messy podcast or its guests is solely at your own risk. This podcast may discuss general health topics, lifestyle choices, and wellness trends, but these discussions should not be interpreted as individualized medical recommendations. Every individual's health needs are unique, and what works for one person may not be suitable for another. We encourage you to consult with a healthcare professional before making any significant changes to your diet, exercise routine, or health practices. Everything's Messy Podcast and its hosts are not responsible for any actions taken based on the information provided during the podcast. Remember, your health is a personal matter, and professional medical advice is essential for making informed decisions about your well-being. Thank you for listening to Everything's Messy Podcast. Everything's Messy Podcast brought to you by Dreamweaver Media. So, incredible company. I'm so excited that I've had the chance to work with this company. Let me tell you, if you are looking to level up your podcast, level up your business, anything that you need to get very clear and laser focused with your goals for your company, you need to reach out to Dreamweaver Media. They have a strategy session report that they will do for you. And what that will do is you will discover your dream audience persona, define your business's why, craft a brand identity that speaks directly to your target audience, identify your marketing goals and create a custom plan and receive a detailed visual shoot plan that brings everything to life. Let me tell you, this company is amazing. So reach out to dreamweavermedia.co, that's dreamweavermedia.co, check out their website, for more information. Hey there, it's Sarah Wilson, and welcome to Everything's Messy Podcast. Yep, you heard it right. Everything is messy because, well, it is. But here's the thing, in the mess, there's strength waiting to be found, and that's what we're all about here. My mission, to break the silence around chronic illness and build a community that's supportive, understanding, and downright empowering. So if you're ready to navigate the chaos, buck the conventional medical system, and embrace authentic healing, you're in the right place. We're going to tackle the big questions like how to balance it all, where the family fits into the messy equation and everything in between. This is your messy space, a place where we're not afraid to get real, have those important conversations, and maybe even share a few laughs along the way. I'll be sitting down with incredible people, each with their unique messes to explore their stories, experiences, and the lessons they've learned in the chaos. From unconventional healing methods to finding strength you never knew you had, we're covering it all. So grab a seat, get comfy, and let's dive into the messy. Because here at the Everything's Messy podcast, we're turning chaos into strength. Together, we're going to embrace the mess. Are you ready? Let's get messy. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Everything's Messy podcast. I am your host, Sarah Wilson. I have with me today, Mindy Duff, host of Up Level Your Life podcast. She's a speaker, a certified health nutrition coach, and an international best-selling author. And I did not know that about you. That's very, very cool. Welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm so anxious to get into all of this stuff. Um, I've been reading a lot of your stuff. Um, I wonder, well, first, why don't you tell everybody about yourself a little bit? Yeah, sure. So um, like you 
said, I, I have a background as a holistic health and nutrition coach. Um, I, I still can do that. I didn't just wake up one morning and forget everything that I learned about that, but I don't do it as much anymore uh, because I have expanded my my life, my business into more than just health and nutrition. And maybe we can talk about that a little bit more later, but um, I am on this mission to help People live a better life, live the best life as you possibly can. And that's why I titled my podcast, Up Level Your Life with Mindy, because um, I'm Mindy. Which, and I love that. I love that phrasing. And I like, because we're always trying to get to the next level. And so yeah. I absolutely love the title of your podcast. And I am a big listener, by the way. Um, I was going to say earlier, so I took your quiz of authentically living your life, or do you authentically live your life? I did not score very well at all. Uh, tell me the process behind that. How did you design that? The quiz? Right. Yeah. To like kind of put people in those categories of like, okay, you're kind of doing it. You're sort of doing yeah. it. really doing it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, I, last year... I chose a word for the year, or I should say a word chose me last year. I don't know if you, anybody of your listeners are do this or not, but January, a lot of times you'll hear, you know, what's your word for the year? And it kind of becomes like your, your almost your mantra. Yeah. And I wasn't going to do it. Um, I've done it before in the past and just never really remembered it and didn't <laughs> like stick with it, I guess. But this word authenticity kept popping up for me. Just, it seemed like everywhere I turned, there was again, like in a conversation with a friend, authenticity, or in an article that would catch my eye, authenticity, and a meme. I mean, it was just like everywhere. So I thought, mm -hmm. okay, this is a sign. I, I just felt strongly pulled to this word. I'm going to go with it. I'll make it my word for the year. And I kind of became just a little tiny bit obsessed with it for a little while. <laughs> Which I like that. I don't know. Good, not good. I don't know. But I ended up delving into it so deeply that I created a whole course around living authentically. And I speak on it quite a bit as well, which is what led me to creating that quiz in the first place. Um, so if you're wondering what quiz we're talking about, if you hop on my website, mindydeff.com, you can, it's a pop-up right away, just like everybody else has pop-up. Um, but you can take this short, it's a pretty short quiz. It probably didn't take you. It was pretty short, but the questions like smacked me in the face. It was like a big, like, oh, I have to be honest. I have to like really open up and figure out, am I, because I strive to, I want to, but then those questions, sort of the open-ended, but are you doing it? And it was like, Oh, and I, like I said, I didn't score very well or not as well as I thought I did. Yeah. Well, and you know, there's, there's always room for improvement in everyone's life and there's always ebbs and flows. So you took that on, you know, in the month of February, if you take it again in July, you'll score differently. If you take it again a year from now, you'll score. And it's, it's learning about yourself or learning about myself. And I think that brings more self-awareness. And I think, yeah. you know, you talk about words, that's a big word that I'm sort of discovering is self-awareness. And so it helps that journey kind of get to where things that um, you didn't notice or things that you, you know, didn't even know you were struggling with. Now it's like, oh, that's on my radar. Now I'm pa paying attention. And so I think that's really, really cool. It's very cool. Um, so was there anything messy or something happened that brought you to want to be a health and nutrition coach? Yeah, I think um, I think my whole life feels messy. <laughs> I don't think I've ever had a time where I laid down at night and went, ah, I finally got it all. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's never happened. I'm waiting for that day. But I don't when you like do, let me know how you do it, huh? Today, I feel like it's maybe not going to come. And that's okay. Um, but I will say... 
that around that time when I decided to make that change, um, I was kind of trying to find myself again, which I think is common. We live in a society that really pushes, okay, you're 18, graduated from high school. What do you want to do the rest of your life? Wow. And have done nothing up to that point to prepare yes. you for that. Right. Uh, that's a really overwhelming choice to make. No pressure. And, <laughs> yeah, right. And now you have to stick with it now until like your retirement age. And if you don't, like people are going to think you're wishy-washy. Exactly. So, deal, I guess. So I had been a teacher for many years and loved it, but it was very apparent that it was time to not, at least for a while. Um, just I was, I wasn't burnt out yet, but I could feel myself hitting going down that path towards burnout which is really common for teachers I had really young kids it was hard for me to go teach elementary kids and then come home to elementary kids oh yeah ever yeah. get a break from them that's a lot of kids it's a lot of kids <laughs> like just five minutes please and you know depending on <laughs> your boundaries with your own kids like even a bathroom break just doesn't happen without exactly. something interrupting um mom life so I, uh, we had a, a move and it was a, a good time for me to make a change. And actually I homeschooled for a year, which I know Sarah, you homeschool yes. as well. We do. Um, yes. I only had one that was school age at that time. My other kids were too young and it did not go well for us. Um, it was just not an ideal situation for anyone in our household um, to be doing. I mean, I, I look back on it and I really do enjoy that time that we had together, um, you know, not having to rush off to school and this and that and to all be, you know, a family together a little bit more. However, um, my kiddo that I was trying to homeschool, he does have ADHD and I just am not that teacher that's equipped to teach that kid. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Yes, I have. Well, all three of mine are. Yes. And so it's, it's, it's different. It's a different, different. ball game. Here yeah. I had been, you know, a classroom, to, used to elementary music. Um, I've been used to teaching in a classroom setting. And now it's one-on-one -on -one with my own child, whom I love, but he's driving me crazy. <laughs> you know. Yes, we have those days too. Yeah. And I know that. And I know that that's, you know, it's common, but, um, man, we just were like, this is not, where did we, there's, it's not, this is not it. <laughs> not, and you know what? And it, it is not for everybody. And sometimes just coming to that realization is a big, you know, yeah. just epiphany of this, not going to, we need to try something else. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So after that uh, became pretty apparent, okay, this is, we'll do it for this year. And then next year going, going to school. Um, I was left home alone then. Like, now what do I do? I, I didn't want to go. Not only did I, I wasn't ready to go back to teaching full time at that point. Um, I still had little ones at, at home part time. And um, I just there and there wasn't a, a teaching job available around where we lived anyway at that point. So what do I do? What do I do with myself? So it was kind of that moment of, well, kind of a cool, like, what do you want to do? Sure. What am I interested in? And how many of us actually get to ask that question? That's I know that you get you, to ask that. Super, super um, privileged to be able to be in that position. Okay, well, what do I, what do I want to be when I grow up? Let's see. So I was really interested. I've always been interested in health and nutrition just since I was young, just interested in it. Um, but a few years prior, um, actually about a year prior to the move, my oldest had, we discovered he had 49 different food sensitivities. What? which is a lot That's you a find lot. that out at five o'clock in the afternoon and now you have to go home and feed your kids like when am I supposed to feed him? Yeah. 
Um, so after that, that definitely a changing moment for oh, me. I really had to learn quick how to feed this kid and learn a little bit more about health and nutrition in a deeper way than I had before. And I really had latched onto it. I mean, when you have a, a kid to feed and you're trying to help them be the healthiest they can, you know, you're kind of immersed yourself in it willingly. Um, but I was really interested in it. So I thought, okay, maybe this is something I should delve into. So it was, you know, following these little breadcrumbs. So I went back to school and um, got certified to become a holistic health and nutrition coach and went from there. And then as I was working with um, more and more clients, I was enjoying it, but I was realizing how much more there is to everyone's physical issues than just the physical issue. You know, um, I would say like the smallest percentage of people would come to me that really just needed maybe that quote unquote quick fix or, hey, you just need to do this. Oh, perfect. And I'm on my merry little way. Sure. The vast majority of everyone else, there was some kind of emotional component to it. Um, I share this statistic all the time, but it's 80 to 90 percent of all chronic conditions have an emotional root. So, and that's one amazing statistic. That just, yeah, like, take a moment to just let that sit in because that's amazing. And we've always heard it's all connected mind, body, spirit, like it, but it truly is. And if one part is broken, you can do whatever you think you can do for the other part, but there's gonna, it's not gonna, like you said, it's not gonna go together until you yep. fix all of it. Yes. Yeah. And I tell my clients that all the time. I'm like, okay. You can just address this physical issue with physical treatment. I mean, you need to. If you have a physical something going on, you need to physically address That's that. where you start, at least. Yeah, sure. That it, you have to do that. Um, but if you only do that, you're only going to go so far. And there are, on the other side of the coin, I have, um, I know a lot of people that are deeply into the spiritual world and to spiritual energetic healings and whatnot. And I absolutely love that side of things too. And there's a place for it. But if you only deal with the emotional, spiritual side of things and you don't actually, you know, go put the cast on your broken arm <laughs> or whatever right. it is, exactly. you're not gonna you're not gonna heal as quickly either. So it needs to be um meet in the middle on on those. And so as I was working with people, it was becoming kind of frustrating that I would see, okay, well, I can help you a, a little, but I could help you a whole lot more if we do some of these other things. And a lot of people just were not receptive to it. Mm. They just wanted the the quick fix. They want just the physical whatever. So that's, that's where it, it was it's that that dirty word of you have to look inside, right? You have to, and you yeah. have to come to terms with whatever that may be holding you back. And yes. it's hard work. It's not easy yeah. for sure. And not everybody is ready for that. Not everybody wants to do that, and that's okay. Um, but sitting there as a holistic health and nutrition coach, knowing that I could be of more use to people, if only we could, you know, do X, Y, Z. Um, it was a frustrating place to sit. So that's where I started to kind of expand um, what I was doing with my business and with everything and talking about the emotional side of things more and the spiritual side and the physical still too. Um, we certainly can't ignore that. But that's where the podcast came into play. More Just starting to peel that onion. There's yeah. a ton of layers there. So um, as you start looking at the clients and the different things that you could help them with, is it, are you also working on yourself? Like, are you starting to see that the pieces for you are also these things that are connected? Yeah, absolutely. So there's a quote, oh my gosh, if anybody, <laughs> if anybody knows me, you know, I'm 
pretty famous for butchering quotes. So I'm going to paraphrase this heavily. And there's a quote out there. I think it's Rumi probably um, or Ram Dass maybe. And it's all about like healing yourself to be able to heal other people. So when I heal myself, then I'm free to heal others. And I've absolutely found that to be true. Um, So this authenticity thing that I was on, you know, all last year and created the course and made this quiz and I'm still, you know, really um, obsessed with it, I guess is the word. That's all, you know, when you look at that quiz and you're saying, you know, how did you come up with these questions and and whatnot? This is my life. This is things that I've gone through um, and experienced myself. You know, my podcast is, I always say it's my free therapy because (laughs) I pick people who are talking about things, experts in fields that I'm interested in. Sure. I'm interested probably because I'm going through something myself where I, I need to hear this information. It's speaking to you in some level. Yeah. It's and if it's speaking well. to me, then that means it's going to speak to somebody else. So that's one of the reasons why, I mean, you can probably relate to this, Sarah, with your podcast. You know, it's so great to be able to have this conversation and learn from somebody else and then be able to put it out there in hopes that somebody else can latch onto it and learn a little bit too. A hundred percent. And um, so I'm sorry you talk about the word obsessed. The um, the episodes that you've been putting out about vibration, right? Mm-hmm. I am absolutely just hanging on to every word that you're saying. Talk a little bit about that because it goes really deep and it's very kind of exciting. Like I'm kind of excited to be like, oh, I, you know, I want to do, I like this. I like this. Talk yeah. a little bit about that. Yeah. So um, I started, actually, I started the year with a little Oh, a free little Facebook group uh, where we did a seven day raise your vibration challenge just to kind of get it, get it out there and get people's awareness. I think at the beginning of the year, everybody's looking for some kind of fun little challenge to do. So that well, I- me explain a little bit too, like just what the vibrate, because I'm not sure everybody yeah. knows that what vibration is. Sure. Yeah. So, I mean, everything you have to back up a little bit and say that everything is energy. Um, So if we can all get on the same page on that, that'll make everything else that I'm going to say here a little more understandable. Um, But yeah, everything's energy. So if I had some super powerful microscope and we looked at the chair that you're sitting on, I mean, it feels pretty solid. If you smacked your foot on it, it's going to hurt. But if you looked at it through that powerful microscope, you're going to see that it's not actually solid. It's all everything's energy. It's just little particles moving really, really close together. And that makes something feel solid. Or, you know, something that feels softer. We've got particles moving not quite as far apart from me or moving further apart from each other. Everything is energy. So everything has a vibration to it. Um, This includes physical matter. Like I'm talking about the chair, my desk, a pillow. But it it also includes um, everything in your body, including your emotions. And that at first is like, what? That's crazy talk. But then when you start to think about it a little more. Yeah. Oh, I felt that before. It can sound abstract at first, but as you start to really understand and learn, and I kind of equate it um, sort of getting started in it just as simply as we talk about grounding, right? And the energy and the way that we feel after we've grounded for 15 minutes on the cool earth. And it's just that energy that you feel, but then you kind of take it a little deeper and you take it. So it is a little abstract at first, but it's, it's really exciting to learn. Yeah. And everyone has experienced a time when maybe you were so either so angry or nervous or excited that you're like literally shaking. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, and you can just feel that or maybe you've got your body 
physical body calm down to where you're not shaking, but you still kind of feel that like almost buzzing feeling because you have all of this emotion that's just like ready to spew out of you and whatever, you know, facet. Um, so when you start to think of it that way, it's like, okay, yeah, I guess uh, energy, emotions, sure, that makes a little bit of sense. Um, but the fun part with all this vibration stuff is how much power it puts back onto that us as the individual. Oh, I love and, that. Because I'm always can, looking to bring yes. my power back. And how we can can live our lives. Now, again, this doesn't mean that I don't think we're on the earth to always be happy all the time. I don't think any of us signed up for that. Um, but we certainly enjoy feeling happy and would like to feel the best that we can feel the most amount of time. Sure, right? Yes. So you might be going through something super crappy. That doesn't mean, okay, well, she said I have to, I have control, so I guess I'll be happy now. No, like, probably not. <laughs> like, depending on how crappy it is, um, you might have to just kind of ease your way up towards happy. And sometimes, um, so I like to share uh, the emotional guidance scale. Um, if you Google that, you'll find a thousand different images. So go ahead and do that. Maybe not right now until this podcast is done. <laughs> when you're done listening, Google emotional guidance scale and you'll find uh, an image and just look at whichever one um, looks pretty to you. That's the right one for you. Um, but they're all relatively close to the same. And you'll find that happiness is usually at the top. Um, actually, I've shared on my podcast, authenticity is actually higher than happiness. But we'll go with happiness for now because that's really uh, okay. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. Um, yeah. I just did a study on that where they were able to measure the emotions um, that are coming from a person. And they were able to do it to such a degree. Not so, Sarah, if you sat in this little box or whatever they put you in and they measure you and you don't say anything until like w when it's done you say oh I'm feeling xyz I'm sure you have to fill out a little questionnaire they don't say oh she's feeling happy or she's feeling sad they can say oh she's feeling elated versus oh she's feeling excitement versus she's feeling I mean it's very nuanced but they were able um, to pinpoint that authenticity is actually the highest vibration that a human can emit which that's is, really cool. I know. It's super cool for me um, and my authenticity obsession. So I loved hearing that little bit of information. But so that's up at the top. And then way at the bottom is going to be things like fear, um, which makes sense to us when sure. we think that. And then as you look at them, and it depends on which one you look at, and it doesn't really matter. They're all relatively close to the same. Um, but you'll find things in the middle, like, you know, contentment might be kind of towards the middle. Um, and then if you go up or down, it's anger is between contentment and fear. And we might think to ourselves, well, I don't want to feel anger. That's not a nice thing to feel. Well, no. But if you're down at the bottom feeling fearful and you can get yourself up to where you're angry, that's actually an improvement. Interesting. And it doesn't see it's in your head. It's like, well, is it though? <laughs> but it is. Because now you can keep climbing up higher from anger and work your way eventually. Sure. That, okay, well, that makes sense. Okay. Mm -hmm. But when you're down at fear, you can't just snap your fingers and jump up to happy. It's You're too far away. It's too big of a jump. It's, it's just too much. It's not going to happen. Sure. Um, but a lot of times when we're fearful, think about something you've been fearful with. Maybe it was... Um, a health issue or definitely yeah, you've had some there, there's been like almost paralysis and fear yeah so afraid to do anything turn any way think of any like it's it's definitely um paralyzing 
Yeah. And that's, that's like the worst it can get. I'm sure you can, you know, go back to that time and think, yes, that's, I can't imagine anything worse than this paralyzing fear, but maybe there, and maybe this wasn't exactly your journey, but maybe you can think back and see, was there a time when you went from that paralyzing fear to anger, just like mad? Why is this happening? This isn't fair. This shouldn't be happening to me. I, you know, I'm a nice person. Why do crappy things happen to good people? And we see that maybe that, again, wasn't exactly the path that you went, but you can see that in other people and, and their experiences. And we've all experienced it in some uh, form or another. Absolutely. But so you go from that anger. But then once you've sat in that anger for a while, and hopefully, you know, you're not there too long, uh, but then you can start to work yourself back up out of anger into, okay, I'm mad about this. This wasn't great, but I can see now how I can start to turn things around. I have a little bit of control over this. Maybe I don't have all the control I want, but maybe I can make these changes. You start to feel a little bit more empowerment, maybe. Yes. And then that empowerment. Yeah. So you can just see how you can start at something like fear way down at the bottom and then work your way up to, you know, again, like that anger and then maybe up to feeling empowered and then up to, you know, optimism. Optimism maybe isn't quite as great as being super happy, but it's better than being just angry about something, right? And and do you think this goes back to, I know we talk a lot about the self-talk and the things and it, these little, I don't know if it exercises the right word, but these little changes that you can make to get to that next level. Yeah, thinking of something that might make you happy or bring joy, something like that. Is that sort of the work involved? Uh, it certainly can be. There are literally thousands of different ways that you can get yourself to climb up that that emotional scale or that ladder, so to speak. Um, and it's, again, it, for people listening, don't think that you have to rush up the ladder. Each Each rung you feel like you need to hang out at has value. So if you get and that's up, the levels, right? Up yeah, level. If you, if you level. get if you up level from fear to anger, you know, don't feel bad that you're not all the way at the top yet. If you need to hang out at anger for a while, there's a reason you need to hang out there. Um, but just sit with that. But when you get to the point where you're like, well, I don't want to be angry anymore. I'm tired of being angry. Okay. Now let's do some things to how can you get yourself back up? And depending on the situation, sometimes you can go up pretty quickly if it's a relatively minor thing that you just kind of ticked off about and, <laughs> kinda, you know, reframe yeah. some things. You can recover. Yeah. yeah. And if it's something bigger, obviously it's going to take a little bit longer. Um, there is a strategy that I like to use. Um, gosh, what's it called? A focus wheel. That's what it's called. Um, so this is coming from Abraham Hicks. So if you are familiar with Abraham Hicks, um, you maybe have heard this before. If you don't buy into the whole Abraham Hicks thing, that's I don't okay. Think I've heard of him. So Abraham Hicks is actually um, Esther Hicks is a woman who channels this information from a collective she calls Abraham. And if you don't believe in that and you don't can't get behind that, I think that's fine. You don't have to. I can't prove that she's legit. Here's what I can prove: the stuff she's sharing is amazing. Like these. The, the emotional guidance scale comes from Esther Hicks, um, Abraham Hicks. Um, this strategy I'm going to share is also from her. So if you're like, ah, I don't know if I believe that, that's okay. You don't have to believe it, but sure. take the good stuff out of it. <laughs> sure, sure. That really works. So a focus wheel is something where you take the situation. Let's say you have a coworker that just drives you bananas. We've all been there. 
Yes. Oh, and at the point <laughs> where, like, you know what? Maybe I can't even work here anymore, right? But the problem with switching jobs is wherever you go, there you are. You take your problems with you. So the grass isn't always greener. Yep. At the next job, you're going to find another coworker that you don't like there either. So it's best to not to say that you should never switch a job, but you're going to have more success if you can figure out how to kind of work with what you got. So when you do a focus wheel, let's say it's this coworker, you're going to write the coworker, maybe just put their name in the middle of a paper, draw a big old circle around it. We'll call him Larry. And so then you're going to make like 12 different spokes coming off of this, this circle. So it looks kind of like a wheel. It's a focus wheel. And you're going to start to write things about Larry that you, okay, I'm going to say things that you like about Larry. That might be too hard. That might be like, there's nothing. There's nothing. There's nothing I like about Larry. <laughs> so here's what I tell my kids sometimes, because we do this just in the car when they're in a bad mood. I'm like, okay, so what doesn't suck? What doesn't suck about Larry? Okay, maybe you don't like anything about him, but there are some things that are not horrible about him. And that's where you start. Larry comes to work every day and is trying to contribute to society. I guess that's not horrible. That's where you start. Okay. Larry never brings smelly tuna fish sandwiches. That's great. I can. Okay. I can see the that. Okay. And then as you start going, the more you do it, the more, the easier it's going to be. You're kind of getting your brain to go down that train of, okay, looking for good things. And at first, it's going to be hard. You're going yeah. to fake it until you, you make it, for yeah. sure. The, the first two spokes are going to be things like, well, he doesn't smell bad. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but then the more as you, by the time you get to the 12th spoke, you probably have found a few things that, oh, you know what, though? Larry always remembers birthdays. And that is so nice that he always remembers birthdays. So that's really kind. I like that trade about him. I'm going to put that one here. And the more you do it, and I would suggest um, doing it every single day for a while until you can get to where you can start to see the good. The premise being it sort of retrains your brain of what you're initially feeling about him. Yeah. Well, yep. And, and you're going to, then you're going to find yourself starting to notice things about Larry or whatever the situation is that uh, just like unprompted that, oh, look at this good thing that they did. Oh, that was really good. You're again, like you say, you're training your brain to look for the good things instead of always, oh, I hate them. Because going back to the vibration um, conversation we were having earlier, you know, what, um, what you're putting out is what you're going to get back. What you're looking for, you know, the more you're feeding into that, oh, I hate him. He's bad. He smells awful and whatever. Then you're going to keep getting more of that back. You're going to keep noticing more of that. If you can get yourself to start noticing more of the good things, the things that don't suck, like I right, right, yeah, yeah. What's not miserable about Larry? Okay, then you're gonna start to notice what's not miserable, and essentially changing that vibration right. to not only for the situation but for you to receive. Yes. Right, that's what we're looking to do is to receive different vibration or better. I want to say better vibration, maybe just different. Yeah. Right. A more pleasurable, more okay. desired feelings um, that that you're you're looking for. Yeah, absolutely. That's and that right there is powerful in and of itself. That's yeah. really powerful. Yeah. And that goes back to um, the self awareness, right? That 
you know, you might have to do the work and look inside, maybe the things that we're seeing in others, maybe what we don't like about ourselves, right? So just being self-aware and, and bringing that to the surface, which that's not fun. No, <laughs> yeah, really yeah, not fun. yeah. What it's so hard. Um, nobody wants to take personal responsibility, self-included. Oh my gosh, my hand is raised so high. Yeah. <laughs> I would it's love it's hard. It is. I want to blame everybody for everything that's wrong in my life. Yeah. I want to else. And I think that and I share this in my podcast just the most recently. Um, I've got some stuff in my life, and you probably do too. Everyone listening probably does, where you can probably find at least one thing in your life right now that you don't like that you can blame somebody else for. And if you went and told your friend, they would be on your side and be like, Yep, ride <laughs> or die. That's their fault. That is not your fault. Right. We all have those things. But you know what? Um, that's not true. Yeah, that's this is, I don't I don't like it. <laughs> but but that's what it is. Um every And that's the authentic part. You actually you have yeah. to be honest. You have to sit down yeah. and be like, What is my sounds good to say, <laughs> but is it true? These undesired things that are attracted to me, that are coming to me. Why is that? What am I doing in my person, in my own being? that I am vibrating at this frequency that I'm attracting these negative things that are happening to me and how can I make a shift? So that's where the power comes back. We want to blame, but when you blame, it it temporarily feels good. Like, oh, it's not my fault. Right. It's this person's fault. But if it's actually affecting you and it's in your involved in your life, then don't you want to be able to do something about it? Don't you want to not have that yucky experience anymore? And if it's always somebody external, then you're not in control of that. You have, if it's always somebody external that's affecting your life and your vibration, you have zero control over that. And now you're just going to live a life that's just reactive to everything that's happening to you. You're going to become Eeyore. Oh, poor me. Right. It is terrible. Like nobody wants, nobody really wants to live like that. So take your power back. Look at yourself. What am I doing? (laughs) What needs to shift and start to make some changes? Play around with it. And that's where playing with your vibration um, comes into play. Yeah, I'm going to do an experiment. My uh, oldest, she's 19. Um, She's had a job now for almost a year. Um, Customer service, uh, you know, branch of it. And she's really struggling with continuing every day to be really nice to these people who are not that nice to her, right? Um, But I'm always trying to tell her because she's, you know, ferociously looking for a new job, anywhere that she can go to get out of this job. And she she hasn't had a lot of luck in that area. And I keep telling her there's something that you're supposed to be learning here for whatever reason. It's not fun. You're not doing it but that maybe there's something that you're doing. And so now I'm going to share with her this focus wheel and the vibration. Yeah, just just see. I'm call, I'm totally calling her out, but she would admit it as well. And I will say uh, anybody that works in customer service knows that that's an awesome. incredibly hard job. Yeah. Um, but, you know, being so young and her trying to navigate it and everything, every night it's, Mom, so-and-so did da 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 I understand. Like I said, customer yeah. service, not a fun place. But... It's really like you said, what is the life you want to lead? What is it that you want to put out there? So that I'm going to try that experiment. I'm really excited yeah, to see that. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'll be curious. You have to update me in like a couple months. Yeah. She does, does it and how that changes. I mean, even, and if you're listening and you're resonating with just like the job portion of, oh, no, I don't like my job and I want something new. Well, at one point in time, you did want this job that you have for some reason. And maybe you're 
has changed and maybe, you know, things, you know, you're ready to up level to the next next job or next thing. But at one point, this you wanted this. Mm-hmm. Why? Why did you want it? Because I needed the money. Okay, cool. So how grateful I am. I'm so grateful for this job because it still provides me this great paycheck. I'm grateful for this job because I like the hours on it. I'm grateful for this job. What When I think about doing it for something like that where you have this the situation that's not perfect, like your daughter's job, and she's desiring something better. Think of it as what does she what is it about this job that she wants her next job to have? Now, obviously not the like crappy people she let's kind of set them aside and send them love and light and hope they wish them well. And yeah. Talk to them again after we don't have to do this job anymore. But what are the things about this job that she loves? Um, so I have a van that is a 2000, what is it? 2011 Honda minivan, Honda Odyssey. And it has a, just so many miles. I picked up my friend yet just yesterday and he was like, hey, if you hit a million miles, maybe they'll give you a free one. <laughs> right. you know? And I love it. I love it. Um, I, I every once in a while look at new vehicles and I just, for some reason, my heart is just attached to this Honda Odyssey. I right? love that though. And I know that someday it's not, I'm going to need a new car. It's just, it's not going to last forever. And I recognize that. So what I like to do is think about all the things that I love in my Honda Odyssey that I want my next vehicle to have. Ah. I love that it has leather seats. I love the sunroof, even though my husband shuts it every time he gets in. <laughs> right back up every time he gets out. That's a whole different conversation. <laughs> I love the heated seats. I love the captain's chairs in the second row. I love, I mean, there's so many things that I love about this minivan that whatever vehicle that I go next to next, I want them to have these same characteristics. So there are many things about this job that your daughter has that she actually does like, even though right now the the people she's having to put up with are so loud, they are drowning out all the good things. Definitely. It does not mean she has to stay there and just learn to like it and suck it up. That's not what this is about. But it's like, okay, if I'm designing my next dream job, I want to make sure that it also has a paycheck that is at least what I'm making or maybe more. Sure. want to make sure that I, I like these hours and maybe I can find one that has these same hours or maybe even better hours. Right. So kind of just being grateful for all the things that that yep. you're stuck with now. Right. And but yeah. what you want to level up with. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. What you're focusing on is what you're going to get more of. So if there really are some, like maybe she likes the paycheck, maybe it's a nice, you know, maybe she wants more. Everybody always wants more. Yeah, but, she definitely wants more. <laughs> I don't think, I don't think but she's getting better, paid what she's putting up with. But it's better than zero dollars, right? Absolutely. Or yeah. better than, you know, she's not scrubbing toilets at the local jail or, you know, I whatever. Sure. About it that are not terrible. So start with that and then focus on that so that the universe kind of brings you more of those things or even better. So how do you separate? Because we, in fact, I think I mentioned on our last, the last podcast that I did, but there's this kind of mindset out there of embrace the suck. Mm -hmm. And there's this mindset of kind of what are you going to do about it? How do you, you know, because some of the stuff, you know, I talk about here where you just have to sit in the mess for a while. And so is that, um, 
embracing the suck or or do you sit there for a while and then you get over it and then now you're trying to level up? How how do you s- differentiate that? Yeah. Um oh, that's a great question. There's a lot of things that we could unpack there. Um so when you're when you're in some kind of a messy situation, you know, sometimes you have to be in that messy situation for a while to even know what it is that you want. Does that make sense? Yes. Sometimes, sometimes it's easy. Sometimes it's a quick, ooh, nope, don't like that. <laughs> um, I want I want the opposite of that real quick. And sometimes we're just in this messy, we're like, wow, how did I even get here? I don't even know how to get out or what I'm doing. And sometimes you have to just sit in it for a while. And that's part of life. And there's so many lessons to be learned there. And I hate it, but that's where yeah. we're all like, I think we all hate it <laughs> from, right? But it just is what it is, how this life was designed. But once you get to that point of, I'm not okay with this anymore, that's when you start to, you know, make some changes. So even all these things that we're talking about, like a focus wheel or gratitude or whatever, Sometimes when you're deep in that mass, you can't even, those aren't even accessible to you. And that's okay. Um, and don't feel bad. If, if you're like, oh, I want, I want to be there and I'm just not, mm-hmm. then you're not done with this part yet. And that's, that's fine. But you'll hit a point, and we've all been there, where you're just not okay with it. Like this, I'm not okay with this situation. And by golly, I'm going to do something about it. I have no idea what, but I'm going to do something. And that's when you can start bringing in some of these strategies um, to try and work your way up up that emotional scale or working yourself out of this mess that you're in and what or whatever your situation may be. Yeah. No, I love everything that you've said there. That's that's definitely great advice. So I want to switch and turn left a little bit and ask you about um, the books that you've written. First off, congratulations. I mean, that's just a big, big deal. Um, how did that come to be? Yeah, so both books are collaborations. Um, the first one, Motherhood Diaries, I just happen to know a group of really amazing women that um, we have a ringleader, Soraya, if you're listening, you're the ringleader. <laughs> um, she just, she works with moms. Her focus is all about motherhood. And she just wanted to put out this book that was meant to just inspire and uplift and support moms on their journey regardless of where you're at well and that's what caught my eye it wasn't just for new moms or somebody becoming a mom it was any part of your mom life yep pick this up because there's something in it for you yeah so it's kind of like a chicken soup for the soul type of book where each chapter is kind of a standalone chapter you can you don't have to read it cover to cover you can just open it and pick whatever chapter you open to and read that but yeah with the the intention that we're there just to uplift and inspire moms i love that then I talk about all the time, especially what my experience has been and what we've gone through. We see most moms, maybe not every mom, but every mom that I've met, we put ourselves last. And so finding these sorts of resources and tools to just lift us up, help us, and not stay of we're the last to eat, we're the last to take care of ourselves, we're the last. I mean, that's just been, and that's been eye-opening for me to just not have that it doesn't mean that we're neglecting our loved ones or not being there for the people that need us. It's just in a different way. And I think it's so great to, um, like I said, have the resource to inspire, to, you know, talk about, because that I needed something like that for sure. Uh, and so many of us do, which is why we um, came up with this book. And it's so nice to to read those stories and to hear 
I'm not alone. Wow, somebody else went through something similar to me or somebody else is feeling similar to me. Um, some of the moms in the store in the book have some dramatic stories. And then there's moms like me that don't, I don't have a dramatic story. I don't know, no earth shattering. I almost lost my child. Nothing like that. Yeah, but I would say 48 sensitivities of having to figure out how to feed your child. I'd say that's pretty, you know, no, I'm sure that's not up there with other things people have experienced, but just having to find things to be able to feed your child, like, yeah, I, you know, that's, that's yeah. a big problem. Yeah. But you'll also find just a lot of support and just the different emotions that moms feel. Um, there's a, you know, mom guilt is a real thing. Such a beast, such a beast. And it's so much easier to deal with when we know we're not alone and we can hear somebody else's story. We learn best through stories. So when we can hear, oh, Sarah shared this and now I, I had something, I felt similar and now I don't feel so alone and I can feel a little better about myself because. And I've heard you say that before through stories we learn. And I think that's so true. And I, I would just expound upon to just to say feeling connected. Yes. Right. I think today with all of the internet and social media, and I'm not saying there isn't a place for it, but just to have that interaction and feel connected and not be isolated, I <laughs> think is just a huge, huge thing that I think we're lacking and we miss, we want. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And if you look back on, you know, even even if you don't go back that far, if you go back to, you know, I would say life in the 50s, maybe. Maybe I'm making this up and being kind of Pollyanna because I wasn't alive in the 50s. I don't know. But I think about moms living back then that had like their circle church group or whatever it was that they would get together with other women and do things. And we don't have that quite as often. It's not as common, I don't think. I know that there are still mom groups and things. Sure, sure. But it's not as, I just feel like it's not as common. And we're everybody's so busy. We have to run our kids to this and that and do all the things. Um, so it's harder to commit to this weekly group of whatever. Um, but I think yeah. that you're right. That's missing. It is. I read this thing um, and I, I want to say it was and I forget the publication now. I'll have to look it up. But it said something to the effect of, in 1990, uh, 3% of men didn't have a best friend. And 7% of women didn't have a best friend. And then you fast forward to the year 2000, it's 15% of men who don't have a best friend. And 27% of women don't have a best friend. That is quadruply the the I mean I can't even do that math it's so much more just thinking we're lonely there's not and I'm just and this was just a friend article this wasn't even talking about a romantic spouse or you know a partner or anything like that this was just where are your best friends where are the people that are your tribe that you're hanging out with and it's it's nice to have the internet in some way because you do feel connected on some level but that human interaction that's let's go get coffee I mean we went you know, just men alone, 3% to 15%, and then women 7 to 27. I mean, that's huge. That's such a huge piece. Yeah, that's, yes, that's an interesting t- statistic. Um, but I, I feel that. I mean, and, and you probably notice that too, just in, you know, we just don't do, I don't know what we're not doing. We're not inviting people over. You know, we're not, and you know, there's probably a thousand different reasons for that. Um, but yeah, I think that's a real concern yeah uh, certainly something that we can do to to remedy it's fixable i feel like 
just with more awareness and yeah the word again <laughs> yeah, I, I hate it i hate that that's always the thing but it's true <laughs> so so talking more about um your business and and your coaching what is one thing that you take away that brings you joy one thing that i take away that brings me joy oh boy um you know of all the things that i do I've got two favorites that bring me the most joy. And one of them is my podcast because I mean, why are you? That's my free therapy. <laughs> no, I, I love, I love this. Yes. <laughs> um, and the other one is it's cathartic, it's right? It's just, oh, yes. You know, I, I like to talk. Nobody's telling me I can't talk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm right there with you. And the other thing kind of coming off the heels of what we just were talking about in that statistic that you shared, um, I started hosting an annual women's retreat. And man, has that become just like the highlight of my year, not not just in terms of like my business and what am I doing with my business, but like just the highlight of my freaking year. It's such an amazing time. And you know, when I look back on 2023, um, I actually I hosted one and I attended another woman's retreat. And those were the top two, like some of the best things that happened to me that year. And again, why? Why is it so great? Was it because there was some internationally renowned world-class speaker that was, no, absolutely not. It was the connection with the people that were there. That's what it was. So we have here, you have a group of women who have a common shared interest. Otherwise, we wouldn't be here at this retreat. And now we're just hanging out. I love that. I mean, I that's that. it. That's yeah. great. So that and then, so my second would be, what is your messiest? Ooh. Oh, boy. Okay. Um, <laughs> so many things come to mind. <laughs> which, one, which one to share publicly? No. Um, so... My messiest, I'm, I'm going to say my, my business again, but being able to, okay, my word for the year this year for 2024 is consistency. And that's something that just I, as a human, am not, don't have a great history of, of being really great at consistency. And so that's why I picked it for this year. And looking back, like on 2023, for example, um, the areas in my business where I was not consistent were the areas that, you know, I didn't see growth or things went backwards or I was frustrated or beating my head against the wall. And like, well, okay. If you look at in hindsight, it's 2020, of course, and you look at it and it's like, well, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> That's what happened. <laughs> like, what did you think was going to happen here? Um, so yeah, there's a lot of things there where, um, I'm trying to learn to be more consistent, not just with my business, but I put it on my wallpaper on my phone so that I see it all the time. And it's been really interesting how it has affected me. Not just, I thought it was going to be this reminder to be consistent and, you know, like show up and post on social media or whatever it was, uh, work out regularly, sure. you know, those types of things, be consistent. But it's also kind of snuck up in ways like when I'm eating a cookie, like, okay, like, and I'm all for, like, if you want to eat a cookie, do it. I'm not going to. Sure. It's all moderation and balance. Sure. However, like, how often are you eating that cookie? <laughs> how consistent are you being with eating cookies? Ooh. I wish I could be consistent all the time with eating cookies. 
that puts things in a bit of a different perspective for me anyway. Um, so it's just this reminder of, okay, yeah, I mean, because I am really great at like, I don't eat cookies all the time. I'm a healthy gal, right? That's kind of part of my identity. I'm a holistic health and nutrition coach. I went to the gym this morning. I can have that cookie. Yeah. I'm healthy. I'm a healthy person. But then, okay, well, are you though? Because what actually did you eat today? <laughs> just the cookie? <laughs> yeah. I guess I had, now that you mentioned it, I had a couple. I had three. Three cookies. <laughs> And I had, you know what I mean? Like it's right. doing consistently um, and that's going to affect your, your life basically. So. Well, and I often say, you know, motivation only gets you so far yeah. after motivation. If you don't have the discipline or the good habits in place, yeah. that's the part where you need to work on because yeah, the motivation is nice when you first feel it and you're so motivated to get, but it, it weans, it's not going to be there consistently. Right. So it's the discipline, the habits and you know, hopefully they're good habits, but that's those, that's the hurdles that I find myself with yeah. building yeah. that. Yeah. 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 So that consistency word is helping me to recognize my not great habits <laughs> being, I'm consistently doing, and I'm consistently hitting snooze every morning. I am. Yes. <laughs> and that's, you know, something that is kind of on my, you know, on the horizon here for me to tackle next is, Right. Do I want to be a person that hits snooze every time when I get up? Do I, am I okay with essentially disappointing myself first thing in the morning? Oh, yeah. You know, like, well, yeah. Like that's like, okay. All right. No, but I'm, I'm sure as heck I'm doing it consistently. <laughs> Aren't, we <all? laughs> Aren't we all? So why don't you tell us uh, where can we find you? Yeah. So, mindyduff.com is my website that has everything um i'm also on facebook mindy duff and then instagram as up level your life with mindy which is the name of my podcast so. which is and i completely recommend listening to the podcast and i'll put all of that in the show notes um anything else you'd like to leave us with oh i i don't think so just um thrilled to be on here thrilled that you have this podcast because i think it's such Thank a great you. topic you know more people could benefit from listening to other people's messy stories and at least maybe they might learn something <laughs> i don't know i know i do ain't nobody perfect and we're all together so and we all have a mess of some something or one or the other yeah for sure i appreciate that thank you and thank you so much for coming on this has been so lovely i enjoyed you so much continue to listen to your podcast i hope to continue to up level for sure and i appreciate you so much coming on Oh, thanks, Sarah. Thank you so much for listening to Everything's Messy Podcast. If you don't mind, if you'd head on over to wherever you listen to your podcast at and like, subscribe, maybe leave me a review. I would totally appreciate that. If you'd like to be considered to be a guest on our podcast, please reach out to me at everythingsmessy at gmail.com. You can also find me on social media at Everything's Messy Podcast on Instagram. I'm also on X, which was Twitter at Everything's Mess and Facebook at Everything's Messy Podcast. Once again, I'd love to hear from you in any capacity and anything that you you'd like to share with me. Thanks again for listening.